0: You are now listening to A Mom
1: and a Dad. Hey everybody, welcome back to A Mom and Dad Podcast. I'm Michelle.
0: And I am Sin. Thank you for tuning in today for our third episode. Yes, third. Out here doing big things. Trace. Yeah, man. Big three. Yes. How are you feeling today?
1: I'm feeling good. It's a little gloomy out, but hopefully the sun will come out.
0: It's been gloomy for like the past three months, it feels like. Every day it feels like it's been raining or something out here, or cold spring, where art thou? It's coming.
1: It yeah. does feel like it's been raining forever, like we live in Seattle
0: yeah, like I mean, the grounds are just like crazy. When I go out to some of the houses, it feels like the ground's just about to disappear under my foot. It's so soft and nasty. That's gross. Yeah, imagine taking all that into these people's houses when I walk through. Like,
1: oh, here goes the bedroom and the bathroom. Don't mind this mud I'm putting on the carpet. That's why they should have footies in every house that you have to show.
0: Yeah, I agree. They should. I know whenever we sell our house, we definitely going to have something you got to put on your feet. Because people walking up and down the stairs, putting stuff on the carpet. Nope. Not going for it. Absolutely not. Yeah.
1: But anywho, let's get right into it. So... Do you think that it's okay if a spouse tries to change another spouse to make them the way they want them to be?
0: Um, I don't think it's okay. Nobody should change for someone else. You should change because what the person is saying may make you better in a sense. You get what I'm saying? Like
1: I do. So do you think that if, for instance, if I don't like the way that you cook something and I try and persuade you to cook it my way, do you think that's okay? Or should we just leave it alone and let that spouse be in their own ways?
0: I mean, that, that's something a, a little minor, I guess, in my eyes. Like if you are saying, hey, you're cooking this and I don't like the way you cook it. Well, either I just don't cook it anymore or you just don't eat it anymore. You know, I, I don't think there's I mean, you can recommend like, hey, maybe add some more salt. Taste a little bland, you know, something like that. But I mean, I don't I don't think that's something.
1: What about your appearance? If a spouse doesn't like the way you look and wants to change your appearance, but you're comfortable with the way you look, not us in particular, we're just saying in general.
0: Yeah. I mean, you could definitely make recommendations. Do you I, think
1: that's wrong because you should accept your spouse for who they are?
0: First of all, I thought you said your parents. I said I, parents? I, that's what I thought you said at first. I'm oh, waiting, waiting. no. What have my parents got to do with anything? Oh, your appearance. Um. Oh, appearance. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now I get it. Yeah. I think definitely um, you may want to take those into consideration. You as an individual do not look at yourself for the most part all day. Other people look at you. So when you should
1: look at yourself,
0: I mean, you look at yourself in the mirror. But I mean, for the most majority of the day, it's not like you're sitting there staring at yourself. So you don't know what you look like. and But you do know what you look like before you leave the house. Yeah, what, what I'm saying is, yeah. No, I get what you say. I guess I was just saying it the wrong way. Yes, you should try to take into consideration what other people are saying. especially. But if your you're sp-
1: comfortable with the way you look, why should it matter? If you're comfortable, stay how you are. Why do you need to change who you are just to make someone else happy?
0: You're not changing who you are. You're changing the way you
1: look. Right, but, you're, but if you're always dressing that way and you're comfortable with it and you change because someone or your spouse says they're not happy with it, you're changing yourself.
0: But like I said, you're, you are not looking at yourself for a majority of the day. Your spouse may be or other people around you. So to present yourself in a presentable way to where you know it's appeasing to the eyes, yeah, you should probably take into consideration. Like I said, you're not looking at yourself. Other people are. So you don't want to come out here looking wild, crazy when other people got to sit there and stare at you. Say you're looking at work and you're looking nasty, sloppy, or whatever the case may be. People are like, Really, I got to work. But that's a different situation. If you're dude. going
1: looking sloppy, it's different. But if you leave the house feeling you're looking presentable and you like the way you look, but then your spouse is like, mm, I'm not feeling that outfit. I don't like your haircut. Then what do you do?
0: Once again, I think you're just taking into consideration. With but the it other. happens. Yeah, I mean, it happens. You're taking consideration with the other person is saying, I think.
1: Do you think it's okay?
0: Yeah, I think recommending, you know, hey.
1: Recommending, yes, but when that person starts to change and they're not happy with it and they're just trying to please you.
0: Well, I mean, that's different. If it's No, that's exactly what I just asked you. Is if it it's okay? affecting my happiness, then I, I don't think you should ever alter something that changes your happiness just to please somebody else. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, if that's... The now, I didn't know it was affecting my happiness.
1: Well, it, if somebody's trying to change you and you're happy already with the way you are, hmm, are you really going to stay happy all the way? Yeah, you may. If somebody
0: recommends something to you where it's a good change, like you may be comfortable wearing sweatpants and t-shirts all day, but if somebody's like, "Hey, man, maybe you should put on some dress pants and a button-up shirt," you know, just to see how things work out, and you actually put it on and you look good, you may feel better about yourself.
1: Right. That's that's true.
0: You know. I agree. But if it's affecting my happiness and bringing down my aura when you're telling me certain things, then no, I, I shouldn't do that because
1: well, what if the other spouse isn't happy? The one that's telling you they don't like the way you look, it's bringing down their aura.
0: Well, I mean, we got together and you thought it was fly at one point.
1: Well, maybe they thought it was fly at the beginning, but as they got deeper into the relationship, they were like, "Mm -mm, this is not going to work.
0: Right. So that, in my opinion, is your personal preference of it not working compared to the way I already feel on the inside. Now, like I said, if it's a suggestion that's changing my happiness, if it's a suggestion that is changing my happiness, then yeah, I'm going to feel some type of way and I'm probably going to resist against it. But I mean, if it's a change to might benefit both of us, then yeah. Yeah, I'm all for it.
1: Okay, I can see that.
0: You know, especially like things with your attitude, the way you may carry yourself or the way you think. Now, of course, everybody has their own way of thinking and you're entitled to that. But if somebody is recommending something to you, I don't know, it it may uplift your spirits, make you feel better. Although it may be different or feel weird from what you're used to. Right. I I agree. How do you feel about it?
1: I don't think you should try and change your spouse. Just leave them as be. Like you said, you met them the way they are, and you accepted them for who they are, so leave them be. Yeah. You may have suggestions, like we said earlier, throw some salt in the food. You're not cooking <laughs> it right, but other than that, I think, let it be. Because we are who we are. Why change?
0: Yeah, I agree. Well, since we're talking about it, um, do you have any recommendations that you're trying to suggest for your
1: boy? I plead the fifth. Oh, okay. I guess we'll talk about that off air. (laughs) That's not for on the air. Okay, I got you. I see how you feel. I'm just kidding. No, I don't want to change anything about you. Well, I mean, well, I guess
0: just speaking of how a person is and maybe the reason they do some of the things they do, do you think it has anything to do with the way maybe they were brought up? You know, maybe in their household a certain to act a certain way was okay. That could be a factor. You know, so it's normal to them.
1: Right. That, that could be a major factor. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that.
0: But just because it's normal to you, does that make it okay?
1: I mean, if it's your norm and you're not harming anyone, it's okay. Why not?
0: Okay. I mean, what what if your norm is to eat eight slices of pizza?
1: you going to gain them pounds on your own.
0: But do you feel? <laughs> you're silly yourself. Do you feel as a spouse? That's when you should step in. Like, hey, you know. Oh, of
1: course. Like, I don't want a roly poly up in here. Yes, we're gonna slim that back. Maybe three slices. Why eight? Now, that's a whole pizza.
0: What if I'm happy though, eating my eight slices. So I mean, once again, it brings it back to what you were talking about, trying to change. But somebody. that's affecting your health. Yeah, now you got to think about this. But you just that's said it totally wasn't hurting different. anybody else. It's, it is hurting you.
1: Eating eight slices of pizza is hurting you in your health.
0: Yeah, but you said it's not hurting anyone else. So as long but as but it's hurting happens.
1: you, so you have to take that in consideration. That's your health. That's most important. If you don't have your health, how are you going to continue to live in the world? That's true. That's true. You got to yeah. think about that.
0: No, I could totally understand that. You know, I think as a spouse or somebody in a relationship, even as a friend, you should try to look out for. The people around you you know try to make sure you have their best interest at heart but sometimes you could be wrong with your thoughts and your opinions it may be good for you but not, but not necessarily them. right you know uh what they say in the bible uh how dare you talk about the dust that's in your brother's eye when you have a plank in your own eye or something like that it's easy to point out what's wrong with other people sometimes though
1: oh that's really easy
0: yeah not see what's wrong with yourself or even if you do recognize what's wrong with yourself You'll want to change someone else before you'll want to change right. yourself.
1: We have to look at our own flaws. Oh, yeah. But we're always quick to point the finger. Mm-hmm. Remember when you point that finger, there's four pointing back at you.
0: I remember they used to tell me that as a kid, I walked around pointing like all my fingers at once until I seen that's what Hitler was doing when he used to do his...
1: Yeah, but that's when he raised his hand.
0: Yeah, I know. I, it just felt weird pointing all my fingers at people. I used to walk down. A, it's your fault. It's
1: your fault. With my hand just... Oh, my goodness. Weirdo. Yes. Mm. Speaking of raising children, do you think that we should raise our children on how we were raised or should we be raising our children to adapt to the world that they're living in now because times have definitely changed.
0: Yeah, (laughs) times have definitely changed a lot. And I think raising your kids, sometimes you may been raised a certain way that you despise now that you're an adult. Absolutely. You, I'm never going to.
1: Oh, absolutely. I think every adult has one of those situations where I would never do that to my children. Yeah. Of what their parents did to them.
0: Here's my theory. Now, just hear me out with this theory. Oh, boy. Here
1: we go with his theories.
0: I think that's why society is the way it is nowadays. Why? Especially with how soft some of the kids are or how, you know, parents may say, oh, man, back on our day, we used to do X, Y, Z. You kids nowadays, you don't do any of that stuff. It's because every generation was like, I'm not going to do what my parents did. I'm not going to do what my parents did. You know, it, it may go from things from discipline, spankings and stuff. I know back in the day, like our parents probably used to get spankings all the time. Kids nowadays. They well, don't
1: get spanked. I got spanked.
0: Yeah, I know I did too. But like you said, kids nowadays don't get touched whatsoever. But I
1: don't think it's because uh back then. I more so think that they don't get spanked now because... Kids are so quick to call child protective services or the police that parents are scared (laughs) to hit their kids because they don't want to go to jail.
0: Yeah, but I think that came from generation of generation of, I don't want to get spanked anymore. I'm not going to spank my kids. And the next generation, same thing. They might have got popped once or twice. Well, I'm not going to spank my kids. So now you get to the point where you have kids who feel like they have that power because they know of things like calling child protective services and parents are so scared because society real quick, you could be in the store and try to discipline your kid. Say they touch something, pop them on the hand.
1: And then somebody's going to call the cops. Yeah. Child and now abuse. you're in trouble for disciplining your own child.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I think society also helps mold the way you try to raise your kids. And I think the way that you were raised you may try to do the opposite certain things try right. to do the opposite
1: absolutely i agree i agree but it's hard raising them now in this day and age because there's so many things that have changed it's like You have to be on the lookout of every little thing of what they do, what they're watching, who they're with, who they're talking to. It's kind of scary.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. It's like
1: you can't really even enjoy life anymore. You're always worrying or being protective over your children.
0: Yeah, I know, especially like with the internet and social media and all that stuff. The internet
1: is just like a horrible place for kids. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, it can be for sure, especially if you don't have parents watching over them or any type of parental control. But you can't watch over them
1: 24-7, so some things they're going to see. and. I mm. mean,
0: yeah. I know, like when I was a teenager, that's when we were getting on AOL and stuff like that. Dial up. What you pick up the phone and knock somebody off? Oh, that was the worst. Yeah, and they had to
1: wait and start all over again. But
0: see, our parents w- wasn't aware of what you know the internet held. It, it was a kind of new I'm thing. I'm sure at that they
1: time. knew certain things, that, but it wasn't as it wasn't as much information back then right. as there is now. Nowadays, it's just everything. You can see porn half naked people dancing. Yeah. And then these little kids are picking up on it. For instance, our youngest came to us and said, "Dad, oh, you can put a piece a popcorn kernel in between a flat iron and it'll start popping." She saw that on TikTok. That's mm-hmm. dangerous. That is
0: dangerous. And then she was talking about putting some aluminum in She the- wanted
1: to put a potato chip bag in the microwave and see it spark cuz she saw it on TikTok. Right. That yeah. can blow up the microwave.
0: Speaking from experience, I know it can putting aluminum in the microwave. So To see some of these things in their minds are so, oh, wow, that's cool. They saw it on the Internet, so they think that they can do it. Because when she mentioned that, putting the thing in the microwave, we told her, no, that can catch a fire. You shouldn't do that. That's not a smart idea. Well, they did it on TikTok. Are you trying to call them dumb? Because they're still all alive.
1: And I'm like, no, but you didn't see the end result on TikTok. They showed you that quick 15 seconds, but you don't Mm -hmm. know what happened after that.
0: Yeah, for sure. You know, or it could just be some video editing. You can't really tell what's real. Now, you go out here and put something in your microwave, and I'm probably going to lose my cool.
1: Whoop somebody's ass. I mean, somebody
0: deserves ass whooping. Somebody's going to buy
1: me a new microwave. What? It'd probably be me. Right. But, you know, because those. Stainless steel.
0: Yeah, it's crazy, you know, what the kids can pick up from the internet and things like that nowadays. And I think that really makes it hard when you're trying to raise your kids. Because especially how much time they spend on the electronics, you may try to teach them and raise them one way and you're doing the best you can. But if they're spending most of their time on the Internet and they're seeing something may be contrast to
1: what you're saying. They're going to question you. Oh, yeah. We get that a lot. They see something on the Internet and then they question us when we tell them different or it's not true.
0: Mm, or the teacher tells them something. I mean.
1: Oh, their teachers are always right. Oh, yeah. Always. It
0: doesn't matter. I mean, I could sit here and tell them blue in the face. Fact after fact. This is why it's this way. Our teacher said. hmm.
1: so it's correct
0: it's like i appreciate that you're listening to your teacher you're getting the information you're obviously learning something but at the same time if i'm trying to show you something else i mean i raised you i feed you and give you housing don't try to go they don't see that nah they just
1: they i feel like they listen to their teachers and their authorities more at school because they know they won't get in as much trouble maybe why do you think they listen to the teachers and everybody else at school, but then when they come home, it's a different story. Not that they don't listen at home, but it's more of a headache at home with us repeating ourselves constantly to do this, do that. But at school, your teacher tell you to do it one time, and you do it. Oh, I'm yeah. so confused and lost. And I ask my kids all the time, why do you listen at school and do what you're supposed to do? Which is a good thing, don't get me wrong. Follow directions at school. But then when you come home, I'm Complete telling opposite. you things a million times to do this, do that, do your homework, put, pick up yourself off the floor.
0: I think it's a level of... A level of comfort. comfort. Yeah,
1: I agree. Well, they should be comfortable at home. This is home. Well, that's
0: why I think they act the way they do at home because they're comfortable in their ways. They're comfortable with and us. And at
1: school, they're not. It's not that they're not comfortable, but they know this is an authority that I really don't right. know, and I'm not going to test them.
0: They can be themselves at home, and they right. know the limits. At school, they don't even want to test the waters. You know, they're fine with following the rules. They don't want to get in trouble. Now, don't get wrong. Don't get me wrong. At home, you know. They're allowed to get away with murder pretty much at, at some times, but we still have rules and they do get disciplined. So they know if I had bad at school, I'm going to get in trouble there and I got to come home and get in trouble. Right. But at home, I can just ignore mommy and daddy. It's fine. Whatever they ask me to do, I can just ignore them and nothing's going to happen because they have a proven history of nothing happened. Hey, put down your tablet. You're, you're on punishment for a week if you don't clean up. Two hours later, still have to clean up. Okay, get on your tablet. You're getting on my nerves. Just go play somewhere.
1: Right. We do that a lot. I'm not going to lie. Idle and threats. that's sad, but I guess a lot of people do it. i I'm think sure that's we're ex- not the only ones. Oh,
0: no. We can't be the only ones. And I think that's why they act great at school compared to being a little defiant at home.
1: Yeah. That makes sense.
0: So makes sense. are there any things that you learn being raised that you still try to instill in your kids now, like any values or something that you could think of? Like, oh, wow, that was great. I'm glad my parents taught me that. Let me pass this on to my kids.
1: Not something to pass on, but maybe more so traditions. Like, we always try to eat dinner together as a family in the evening, so I try to implement that with us. If you're home, we try to eat all together, but if not, the girls and I will eat, Mm -hmm. you know, because you're out all times with your job. So Right, yeah. But the eating together and just – Spending family time. Our family with us growing up, we always had family get-togethers for the holidays. And now that we're all separated and everybody's moved away, we don't have that anymore. None of the family comes together so that Mm. our kids can meet their kids. It's sad because none of our, my kids don't know any of their little cousins like that because we all scattered and separated. So I think bringing back family reunions and family get-togethers will work a lot too.
0: Now, that would be cool. Now, growing up, I didn't have any of that.
1: None? No, yeah, I mean, they probably... You didn't probably have family cookouts for the 4th of July nah. or Easter nah. Sunday dinners? Mm-mm. Oh, none of that. Well, we did, and I miss it. Yeah, it I mean... It's kind of depressing when the holidays do come around.
0: I've never even been to a family reunion. I don't know what those are about. They're fun. Now, now that I'm a grown adult, speaking to my dad, I come to find out we've always had family reunions.
1: You guys just never went. We just
0: never went. He's been to a couple of them. Didn't even know... We've never been to any of them.
1: And I was like, how
0: in the hell are you going? We never even got an invite. We do have the same last
1: name. No, you got an invite. He just kept the invite for himself. That's true. But, like, as far as
0: the families getting together, cousins and all that, like, I knew who my cousins were. We interacted with them from time to time. But for the most part, nope. We didn't have that close relationship. We didn't interact. I think also because... I'm black and white. So, you know, there was a little division on both sides of the family. But even on one side, like, we wouldn't even get with them like that. I couldn't even tell you my cousin's middle names. have no idea. On either side? Nah. Maybe if I sat here and really, really, really thought about it, I could figure out one or two. But we didn't have that tight knit. So now growing up, I'm trying to do the opposite. Now, my family, the intermediate, mom, dad, sister, we used to always eat dinner together. So I do try to bring, like you said, bring on that tradition and continue that going. Mm-hmm. But as far as families, gatherings and stuff, I don't even know how to carry that on. I wanted to do the opposite, but I'm so caught in growing up not having a family. It doesn't bother me not yeah. having them.
1: Well, if it doesn't bother you, then hey.
0: But see, you're the opposite because you're used to having your family. Right. So with them not being here, it bothers you a little more than me. And I'm like, oh, what? They're not here. Okay. We're used to that. And you'd be like, no, we need family. Let's go here. Let's do that. Let's be around family. And sometimes I think it doesn't cause problems, but there's a difference.
1: Definitely. Yeah. I agree.
0: I know one big difference from, I guess, growing up as kids compared to now is things they can see on TV.
1: Oh, TV. That's a whole other story. Now,
0: we don't watch much TV, especially the girls, but they do watch their tablets and stuff like that.
1: If they do watch TV, they're mainly watching Netflix. Yeah. They don't watch regular TV.
0: Nah, but I I think there's so many things on TV that they're exposed to. Now, I guess I don't remember as a kid if I was exposed to some of the same things, but seeing it now, there's such a difference and stuff that they allow on TV, like cuss words and stuff. Like, you could say dick on TV now. Mm-hmm. You could say asshole.
1: You could say a lot of words. I've heard bitch. I've I heard, heard shit. A lot on t- regular TV. Right. Not
0: like premium shows and stuff. We're talking about like regular cable network shows. And
1: I'm like, wow, really? Yes, times y'all, have changed.
0: Y'all can say this stuff on TV and some of the stuff they show. Like, I mean, as far as sexual content, like I said, we don't watch much TV and definitely not letting the girls watch that. But you never know, like, you may go to the bathroom and what they may show on TV, like, it's more than just kissing now. Like, you're starting to show body parts sometimes and everything like that. And the kids are asking so many questions because they're being exposed to the stuff. I feel at an early age, you're seeing a lot of stuff like, don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with being gay. But I feel as a parent, it should be up to you when you expose your kid to certain things or when you try to explain certain things to them.
1: That's easier said than done because they're going to be as soon as they step foot out the door
0: Yeah I mean and TV doesn't help Sometimes you don't have to step out the door Right Because but they're you bringing have to explain it to
1: your home it. They're bringing it to your home But then now you have to sit down and explain it And that's when I'm not ready There's just certain things I'm not ready to explain yet Yes they're exposed But I'm just not ready to explain it Because I don't think they need to know it But on the flip side Maybe we should explain it Because you don't want them getting the wrong information Outside of the home
0: You definitely don't want them getting the wrong information Outside of the home at the same time You know your kid better than anyone else so sometimes you may know if they're mentally ready for a particular subject or not. But when they're exposed to it, sometimes you may have to talk about this way before you're ready to explain it to them because you know they're not ready. You get what I'm saying? Like, I do.
1: Like we have to have the sex talk with our oldest. Right. I it's mean, it's time.
0: Cause she's 11, and Should we be were 12, and we were thinking about waiting until certain life events happened or whatever. But now she's in school and they're taking health class.
1: And she's learning about the birds and the bees. How right. exciting. Well,
0: we're trying to jump in it before they learned it. Yesterday was her first day of health. So she was like, oh, my God, I'm taking health and we're going to start watching videos and stuff. And she doesn't really know the full scope of what they're going to do. But I No, think- but
1: I told her. I said you're going to start learning about vaginas and dinglings
0: Yeah, I mean, that's just great. No, thing. you can't <laughs>
1: sugarcoat it. Vaginas and ding Well, penis I guess I should have said penis The correct terminology But I mean,
0: still I feel she's of age But now Say we were watching TV And our youngest just happened to see Somebody up there talking about Oh, man Your vagina just makes me happy Or something Now we gotta sit there And explain to her Cause she knows she has a vagina Right Now she wonder why this guy Is talking about Your vagina makes me happy You know, oh stuff God. like that I'm not ready to <laughs> explain That's hard You know we, we watched this uh, show, uh, A Million Little Things. I love that show.
1: I mean, it's a cool show, real sentimental. It's kind of depressing sometimes, but it hits those life facts.
0: Right. Well, that brings up my point. And there, one of the little sons is gay, right? Yes. And in one episode, they had him kiss a boy. I think he's like eight, nine or something. And we then, he turn, And then he turned around and he kissed a girl. In the same episode. Right. Now, okay. if my kids are watching that, they're probably confused. Like, wait a minute. He just kissed a boy and a girl. They, they, they have questions now. You now, know are I mean? they
1: confused or maybe they're thinking, well, he has options?
0: I, I don't know. Was I wrong for
1: that? Our, but it could be he could have options.
0: Our kids didn't watch it, so I don't know. I just know me looking at it and trying to think if I was a kid, I was like, wait, that's a little weird because I'm not used to seeing that, especially at a kid's age. I don't think I've ever seen a TV show where a little boy kissed a boy and a girl.
1: No, I haven't either. I, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking the opposite of you. I'm more concerned of how this little boy is feeling because he just kissed a boy and a girl. Although he's acting, now what's going on in his mind?
0: Yeah, that's true, too. Now, is he... I mean, obviously, I don't care, but is he gay? Are y'all pushing something on him that he's not? Exactly. You know what
1: I mean? Because he pissed a boy and a girl. Right. Right. You know, I think
0: society brings it back to the point, pushes so much on kids at such an early age. Now... There's nothing wrong with being gay, transgender, or whatever you want to... That's no, your, we are
1: all for LGBTQ.
0: I mean, that's. I mean, I didn't even know I all the call it. letters. That sounds like a radio station. You said you
1: didn't know the call letters.
0: <laughs> so, I mean, I really don't have anything wrong with that. I just need to present it to my kids when I feel they're ready to have this information. TV throws it on them. Yes. I think it's causing more questions. And you, you brought Too up, soon. You brought up the thing, uh, oh, they have options. Growing up, we didn't have options. You a boy, you a boy. You a girl, you a girl. RuPaul was like mind-blowing to a lot of us. It's right. a man dressing up like a girl, and now he's famous because of it. But now it's like just regular day-to-day things. Oh, that's Billy, but we call her Brenda on the weekends. Like, it's, I think it's going to mess up a lot of people's way of thinking, especially the younger generation. Because um, we're not
1: giving them the opportunity to let them think on their own. It's like you're desensitizing them and putting it in their head that's for the them. Word.
0: Desensitizing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, you're taking away the shock value. Not saying that it has to be so shocking. Oh, somebody's gay, so shocking.
1: No, if you grow up gay, that's on you. But it brings the Nothing same thing. wrong with that.
0: To like shootings on TV and stuff like that, like crime. Kids are seeing so much of it now. At that a young scares age. me with the crime like because you said, I you... don't
1: want that embedded in their head and and they think it's okay. Because our youngest does come in here when I'm watching a Lifetime movies. Now, Lifetime movies, you know, sometimes they have a little bit of crime, a little yeah. bit of sex, you know, not. Steamy hot sex. But for some reason, she just hates watching Lifetime movies because she says somebody's always going to get killed or hurt in the movie and it just mm-hmm. bothers her. So I don't know. If it's making her mind wonder, like, is this okay? Because she's always seeing it on TV. Right.
0: But see, I think it's good that she has those feelings like, oh, this must be bad. And she doesn't want to see the violence and stuff. But I don't
1: want her growing up thinking, well, I, I always saw it, so maybe it is okay. And then I, I can understand that point, She leads 42. down that path or something like that. I don't know. There's so many things that can happen nowadays. It's hard being a parent. Well,
0: once again, we don't try to let her watch those shows. Usually when she comes in here, we either change the channel or we just turn the TV off, you know, because we don't want them seeing those type of things, especially her. She'll come in here, see you watching and she'll just turn right back around and walk out. Yeah, she hates but, Lifetime. There are kids who do watch those type of shows or violence, sexual, whatever the case may be. And like you said, it's desensitizing them at such a young age. When they become our age, it's nothing to them. Oh, somebody just got killed on the news. Wow, what are you eating for lunch, though?
1: Right. That's exactly how it is.
0: Yeah, you know, it's just on to the next. Nobody has and those feelings of compassion exactly anymore. Exactly,
1: when people get killed, because we're so used to seeing it all the time. Mm-hmm. It's like when somebody else does die, it's okay
0: unless it's a celebrity then people want to mourn and cry and stuff for people they never knew but somebody that you could actually had a relationship with in some sense something could happen to them and it's so common now it's just uh whatever yeah you know it doesn't bother people as much no and i think that's crazy
1: it is crazy
0: do you um (laughs) maybe this is just me have you ever like compared the way you raise your kids to way? To the way other people raise their
1: kids. Oh, absolutely. And I've even tried to change the way I'm raising my kids because I've seen other people do it. And I'm like, hmm, maybe that can work for me. (laughs) Right.
0: Like, I I was listening to uh, this song and it had a little clip of a kid on there and they were talking. They sounded so educated and they knew so much more about life than I know. Like, oh, don't do this. Credit card's bad. Yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, wow, they're only six. Am I doing our kids right? Because they don't know anything about any of that stuff. And sometimes it inspires me to want to do better. But then I'm like, you know what? I think we're just going to keep teaching them about what we're teaching them about. And I mean, I do get inspired by other people. Then sometimes I see people like raising their kids. I'm like, what in the hell are you doing? Right. You let them do what? Right. I could never. Right. You know, so I'm passing judgment on those people. But I wonder if those people that I admire, quote, unquote, are they passing judgment on me? Like, where are you? your kids don't know about I'm pretty sure W-2s. they are. Yep. No, they're,
1: they're only... When you have the smart child or you, you feel your child is better or bigger than someone else, yes, you look down on other people's children. Yeah. You may not say it out loud, but you're thinking it.
0: I love it when people think their kids are smart until they bring them around other really smart kids. And I'm like, oh, you're not as special as I thought you were. Right. I thought you were good because you were just hanging around other dumb kids, but now that we put you around (laughs) smart kids, oh, okay, you are average, I understand.
1: All kids have some type of smartness in them in their own way. Yeah. We all can't have geniuses.
0: What have you picked up from someone else maybe that you saw uh, parenting-wise, whether it's magazine, TV, wherever, in real life, and now you're trying to implement it in your life? Or what's something that you saw that you were like, oh, there's no way in hell, like, what are they doing as a parent?
1: I would say patience and yelling. Oh, my God. I don't God. yell constantly, but I do raise my voice. And I tell my kids all the time, I would not have to raise my voice if you did what I asked the first time. Yeah. We would be good to go. Yeah. So I feel like sometimes it's their fault when I raise my voice. I agree. It's not I think my fault.
0: Nine times out of ten, it's their fault because they're not listening to something. I think the patience is a, a big thing for sure. I I shouldn't do this. Sometimes I look at the kids though, and I'm like, really? You're doing that? And I think I'm using my mentality. I understand life to some degree, and I know what's right, what's wrong. So when I see somebody else doing it, I can't comprehend it. Like, why would you do that? That doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. And I take that anger out on them. I can't say necessarily anger, but I just look at them like, are you serious? Right. And I shouldn't because I'll see some other family in the same exact scenario. Exactly. They're like, oh, my God, it is
1: okay. No, do so it So it's about way. how we handle the situation.
0: Yeah. Why do you think, uh, and I can't speak for you, but we'll see things that we want to try to change in, I guess, our own lives. Bring it back to your topic, you know, changing your spouse, but changing yourself. But yet you don't do it.
1: I don't know. That's a hard one.
0: Like, I mean, me I mean, hard
1: questions. It's basic things. I mean, even
0: from a personal standpoint, eating well. You know what you should eat. Yeah, we don't do those. You know, we don't make, make those decisions all the time. With
1: eating is just so hard. There's so many fatty and sugary foods out there <laughs> that you want to eat. I can yeah. go for an uh, impossible Whopper right now.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. But I, I'm just using that as an example. But I think that's in life in general. You know, there's so many things we know we could be doing, should be doing. But yet we decide to do the exact opposite. But yet if our kids do that, we get mad at them.
1: Right, because we don't want them to follow in the same footsteps. We see where we're going. Maybe we want them to do better. So, yes, we get upset with them because we I, don't want them to follow in our footsteps. I don't even certain things.
0: mean in the aspect of following our footsteps if we know what we're supposed to do. Like we just had the eating thing, right? Right. But we don't do it. So, not speaking of us, but in general, people don't do it, so they suffer the consequences. We tell our kids, do X, Y, Z. And when they don't do it, we get mad at them. I told you to clean your room. I told you to do this. Well, damn, you tell yourself something every day and you don't do it. You don't get mad at yourself. Right. Okay, well, let me ask you. Do you feel that maybe at times you live through your kid?
1: Probably. Vicariously. Yeah. We all do. You always want to give them that extra push and have them do something that you wish you would have done.
0: What's something that you feel that you've tried to impose on them a little bit that you wish you'd done?
1: getting into extracurricular activities yeah we didn't have that option i can't remember being in any type of sport or anything that my parents signed me up for oh yeah so i try and push them into trying to do something with themselves just to see now let me tell you they've tried it all and they've quit it all too <laughs> yeah for so sure now they're getting mad oh we're not in gymnastics but you were and you quit multiple times so it's not like we haven't given them choices or possibilities they just quit everything
0: yeah Now, I know growing up, I played sports um, here and there. When I got to a certain age, I used to play baseball all the time. When I quit that, my parents didn't push me to keep trying or anything like that. It was more, oh, you don't want to do it anymore? Okay, cool. And that was my last activity.
1: Well, maybe they didn't push you because they saw you weren't interested anymore. So why keep pushing? Don't push your child if they're not interested. There was a difference.
0: I guess in my case, it was a difference. They knew why I quit. It wasn't because I wasn't interested. There was favoritism shown on the team. So as a kid, you know, you're in your feelings. So, I'm like, hey, I don't want to play this anymore. It's stupid. I think my parents should have pushed a little more. Okay, this is life. This is what happens. You don't always get picked. There will be favorites sometimes. You still push through it. Nah, they just gave me the option. Oh, you don't want to do it anymore? All right, cool. And I'm not saying that made me a failure in life or anything like that, but that could have helped. You know, that extra. But you don't push. know that. I don't know that. They
1: could have pushed you into it and you could have ended up breaking your arm and not be able to play for the rest of your life. Or and-
0: I could be a millionaire. Either or. Yeah, but we it never all know.
1: turned out how it was supposed to.
0: Yeah, it turned out the way it's supposed to. I think, though, living through your kids—do you think it's right or do you think it's wrong? Do you think you're pushing stuff on them that they didn't want to do or they may have no interest in at some
1: point? Like, I don't think it's wrong if you're not forcing them to do something they don't want to do. If you're just giving them options like, hey, you can go try XYZ and you're giving them the options, then okay. But if you're forcing them to say, hey, you're going to go try out for this and do this, then no. Do you think there's
0: a lot of parents that try to force their kids to do things? Oh, I think so.
1: I think so because especially, I'm not trying to be funny, especially a lot of basketball parents, I think, A lot of, well, not basketball, I say sports parents. Yeah. Because especially if they played the sport, oh, you're definitely going to try and push your child into it. You can say, oh, no, I'm going to let them decide on their own. You're lying. You put a ball in that hand before and told them to throw. Or you put a, you know, a bat in their hand and said, try and hit this. So Yeah, for sure. I just don't see that when parents say, oh, no, I never pushed them. Yes, you did. Yes, you did.
0: Yeah, I, I think even, like you said, with sports, I think it's real bad. I think a lot of moms do it, too, with their daughters try to put them in, like, beauty pageants, cheerleading, and stuff like that. They, Oh, because they could probably either never been one, or like you said, they were one. To. Right, or they were one, and now they want to pass on that tradition. It's so much fun. There's such group efforts, and yeah, no, you hated it. Remember when Lindsay used to talk about you, and now you're in your feelings, so now you're depressed.
1: I don't think it's wrong if they're trying to live through their kids For example How you said about the beauty pageants Like if a parent Did want to be A beauty queen And didn't make it And now she wants her daughter To try Maybe she's not Pushing her daughter To say so Maybe she's just trying To get her daughter To see that There are options out there And you can probably make it Mommy didn't make it But you can probably make it Yeah Now if your daughter Turned around and said Hey I don't want to do this Then you need to fall back
0: And you still try to push them Then after you shouldn't
1: that. Still try and push them If they say no Let it go Like with Our daughter She quit gymnastics She said she didn't like The instructor so she quit and it was too late to sign her up for a different class because they were so far into this year. Yeah. So I'm not going to push her, say, Hey, you're going to go to another class and do gymnastics. She's not comfortable because if you're not, if she's not comfortable, I'm not going to push her because if she's not comfortable, she's not going to give it her all. And I saw that in the classes, she wasn't giving it her all. And yeah. that's when we had to sit down and talk to her. And she said, I just don't like him. She didn't feel comfortable and it's nothing with him. She just would prefer a female teacher. She's right. Yeah. She doesn't like the way he dances.
0: That sounds like how and it was
1: hip hop dance, not gymnastics, that she was taking.
0: Yeah, I could totally understand that though. Like you said, if they're not comfortable doing something, then definitely give them the freedom to walk out of it. I think a lot of time when kids aren't comfortable, maybe they're not happy playing a sport or they're not comfortable doing a certain thing, and the parent continues to push them to do it anyways. They're going to build up some type of resentment. Yes, towards the parent. Yeah, for
1: sure. Like, and I then didn't the anger is coming out, and they're going to start treating people different. Mm-hmm. Even actors. if it's not
0: the parent that they're going to treat different, right? They're going to take the anger somewhere. Their friends, else. right? The coach,
1: yeah. There's going to be anger because it's something they don't want to do.
0: Why do people do that? They get mad in one place. Kind of what you were saying with the kids. You know how they're more comfortable at home, so they act a different way than they do at school. How can some one person piss you off? You don't get mad with that person. You don't show them any anger, or anything. But you go show it everybody else. You know what I'm saying? You give everybody else your ass to kiss. But the person who caused the anger, you don't say anything to that person.
1: I don't know. I'm not like that.
0: No, I mean, it, I it may happen. Say, if you have a bad day at work, you don't have any arguments with people at work. You don't say anything about the way you feel at work. But then you'll come home. You argue with the kids, not you, but you know, in general, right. somebody argue with the kids. They argue with their spouse or something. Argue with their friends. You know, they didn't have that same energy at work, but why are you giving everybody else your problems They're in their comfort
1: zone. Mm -hmm. Well, when they come home, like you said, they're in their comfort zone. So now they're unleashing the beast.
0: I think that, yeah, you're right. And I think that's why some relationships may fall apart because people are so comfortable expressing themselves to, you know, their spouse. They take the world's problems and they poured on the other person. You know what I mean? They give that person all the negative energy they've been holding in from everyone else.
1: Well, who else are you supposed to give the energy to if you can't come and talk to your spouse? Hello.
0: No, you're definitely supposed to come give it to them, express it to them.
1: Talk to them don't about it. Don't come home and right, like an attitude and right, right. That, okay.
0: I think that's where the difference is. People don't come with the okay. Now I am at home where I'm comfortable. Let me let me
1: vent. Right. Talk Instead to the people of around. Be angry and slamming stuff and yelling at everybody. Right. Let me just vent and get it out and be done with it. That's mm-hmm. easier said than done.
0: Yeah, it's easier said than done, but it brings it back to the comfort. They're comfortable at home, so they let it all out, but it causes problems with everybody else in that inner circle.
1: Yeah, I can see that.
0: You know, but then they go back to work, smiles, chipper. Hey, how you doing? Oh, it's fine. Yeah, I know it's the you. Gave circle me. of
1: life. Well, I have a kind of feel good moment of the day. Okay. Um. There's this guy George Hood from Naperville, Illinois. He is 72 years old. I want to say. Well, he just beat the world Guinness record of planks. Guess what? how long he planked for?
0: Five minutes.
1: Eight hours, 15 minutes, Hold and up, 15 bro. seconds. What? Eight hours. He planked for eight hours straight. That is crazy. I die with a 60-second plank. When we do our ab
0: exercises and it says plank, I just want to give up on life. Yes. Before they even say how long it is.
1: Planking is harder than waiting for that last five minutes to clock out at work. Yeah. Oh, Probably absolutely. Not. You know you wait for that last five minutes, you are so like, oh, that my God. last five God. minutes takes at least an hour. Try planking. Eight hours of playing. Eight hours. He said he does 700 push-ups, 200 sit-ups, and 500 leg squats per day. He's That's not going he to That's what he did train. He's going but to live forever. But you see this guy, he looks like he is just cutting. He's 72. He's going to live forever.
0: Yeah. Like he's in immaculate shape. That's crazy. Eight hours. First of all, I don't even have eight hours of my day to just dedicate to sitting on the ground.
1: Like when did he eat?
0: In one position? Well, eating, I can go eight hours without eating. but No, sitting I can't go there eight hours without eating. In one position?
1: For eight hours. That's crazy. You guys try to plank. Just plank for 60 seconds and see. He did it for eight hours.
0: Yeah, nah. Salute to that guy, man. That's my hero now. Yes, George is the man. What? Salute to you, George. There's no way in the world I can do that. Not eight hours. I, I can do even...
1: five minutes. <laughs> I know. That 60 seconds kills me. What?
0: That's why I thought that was Incredible. <laughs> a suggestion, wait, five minutes? Gotta be. Nope.
1: Eight hours.
0: That's wild. Well, I got one of those little, what the fuck, type stories going on. So there was a 36-year-old who was arrested for calling 911 on her parents.
1: Oh, a 36-year-old? Yeah. First of all, why is she still living with her parents? That's a great question. I hope she has her own spot in the basement.
0: Well, the reason she was calling the police was even dumber than being 36 damn with your
1: parents. I can't wait to hear it.
0: She was calling the police because her parents turned off her cell phone and she didn't feel that was fair.
1: First of all, why are her parents still paying her cell phone and she's 36? Right. I'm going to live with them.
0: It's crazy. So she, she called the first time and they told her it's not an emergency. That's not an emergency. Don't call back. They said two hours later she called back acting belligerent. Wait, how was
1: she calling back if they cut her cell phone off? Uh, they said they that in the report. Phone.
0: They said they don't know what phone she was using to call. They had a house phone. I think you might still be able to dial 911. You can it.
1: on any phone, even yeah. if the phone doesn't have service. I think so, You can yeah. dial 911 from any phone.
0: But her thing was they asked her, you know, well, this is not an emergency. She said, well, I feel not having my phone in working order is an emergency. So after another call, they just came out there and arrested her ass. Like, come on, you, you yes, acting they wild should. crazy. First of all, like you said, why are your parents paying your cell phone? And what made it worse, and this is the part I kind of felt her on a little bit, I guess because of my line of work, she's a realtor.
1: Wait, what? Yeah,
0: she's a realtor. So I felt her on that part. Like, you take my phone away, my life is over right now. I mean, that's my business. Well, I need it you are that.
1: a grown adult. You can always go to T-Mobile, Verizon, Sprint, and that get part. your own phone. Cricket. That part. I mean, you can always get your own phone. You can get a prepaid phone, too, just Why in case is your you is messed up. Why did you
0: call 911, though? Like, all, the, all things 911?
1: People call 911. How about the lady who called 911 because she ran out of milk for her daughter and it was the middle of the night? And but the cop actually went to the store and brought her milk to her home. Right. And her husband was home in the bed asleep. Why did you not wake your husband up to go to the store? That's
0: the part that she blew my 911. mind. She
1: didn't get arrested.
0: Nope. And they helped her. I think it's crazy. I mean, as a cop to call 911 and come to bring somebody some milk for your baby when you have a capable spouse of going to go get it. Compared to this idiot calling 911 on her parents turning off her cell phone,
1: they're both dumb cases.
0: They are, but just look at the difference of how it was handled. You know, they're
1: wasting the 911 services That's for more what? important emergencies, That's real what? emergencies. Because having milk, you know better. Pop your boob out. It has milk in it. That's very true.
0: On top of that, like, you knew earlier in the day that you only had a certain amount of milk left. At least you should have.
1: Right. Because you have to feed the baby every two, what, two to four hours?
0: Something like that. Like, we don't got two kids around. I don't remember. Well, it's been a
1: long time.
0: But the fact that you ran out of milk at 2 o'clock in the morning, first of all, that's bad planning on you.
1: Right. You should have bottles already made, pre-made at that.
0: Yeah, I agree. Well, I think that's all I have for today. What about you?
1: I'm all talked up for today, too
0: sounds good to me well i hope you guys enjoyed listening please make sure you follow us on the instagrams at a mom and a dad all one word no space or anything crazy like that and make sure that you subscribe to wherever you listen to your podcast so you can get our episodes as soon as they are updated
1: and please leave a review yes and be honest yeah take all feedback if you
0: love us Tell us you love us. If you hate us, tell somebody else you hate us. Don't tell me. (laughs) (laughs) Don't tell me. I'm just joking. Any review is appreciated. Please continue to listen, share, like, love, whatever you got to do.
1: Thanks for tuning in, and we'll talk to you guys next time. Peace. Bye-bye.